Welcome to the show, it's Brandon Burns, this is the Team Up podcast and vodcast show. If you're listening, a very big welcome to you and also welcome to this week's episode. We'll dive into that very shortly, but just to remind everyone and encourage you all to review us on the iTunes store, you can also find us on Spotify, Stitcher and many other platforms. And also you can visit us at teamupdigital.com.au and get in contact with us at info at teamupdigital.com.au. So that's enough from us for now, but on to the weekly show. But thanks again, it's Brandon from the Team Up Show, and enjoy. See you on the other side. All right, welcome back, everyone, here to the Team Up Show. It's our, our podcast and vodcast. So for those of you listening, hello on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. And for those of you watching, hello on YouTube, and uh, great to be with you again. Um, I'm your host, Brandon Burns, but look, enough about me. We'd love to introduce, gives me great pleasure to welcome our very special guest from Optimal Engagement. It's our owner and director, Jared Westwood. How are you? Good, mate. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. It's, um, it's been a great experience starting the podcast, actually. We're about uh, three weeks into recording, and we've had people on who've shared with us uh, views into time management, into how to best utilize video in your business, how to um, seek funding for your startup and get a government grant. Yep. And then we obviously crossed paths a couple of weeks ago and I thought it would be a perfect opportunity, given what you've just embarked upon, to come on and share with the audience and talk to us about the topic of communication and relationships more broadly in the workplace and amongst teams yep. and amongst businesses that are both both established and starting out. Yep. So. Just at the top of everything, guys, to let you know, that's what our uh, episode today is predominantly going to cover, which is uh, communication and working in teams and um, how to deal with conflict and those relationships that are important at work. Yep. Um, and Jared's doing some awesome stuff in that space. But um, maybe we'll take the opportunity first up. I've talked way too much already. So <laughs> I'll throw it to you, Jared, and you can just tell us a bit about um, yourself and uh, your journey and, yeah, what's brought you to here today. Well, appreciate it, Brandon. <laughs> appreciate the time. Yeah, look, it was. Um, I probably my background is in is in local government and yes. and government the government sector, and I suppose um, having just you know a broad interest in how the brain works and psychology and and um, and wanting to understand people in a you know from a psychological perspective. Totally. Um, you know, my my study back in how how old are we? Yeah, probably fifteen <laughs> years ago was was in. Um, uh, human resources back then, what was called, I think they call it different names now. Yeah. But the, um, the I suppose the, the running theme for me was always trying to understand people and what, what makes them tick. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, my journey ended up pushing me into local government where I spent probably the last 10 years in a, what's called a community planning mm-hmm. role. And what, the interesting part about it has been that Whenever we've had to consult or go and talk to residents or people around a certain project, is that um, a recurring theme was coming. Whereas I was always getting called to deal with some of the, let's say, troublemakers or people who weren't happy with something, and I get rolled out into yeah. the into the community, and I'd be having to talk to them about why, what was going on, how we could help. And what this was doing for me is just basically giving me a, a, a almost a a continuous training session on dealing with conflict and and managing people's communication 
Yeah, so real life scenarios every day. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And, and I suppose back in the time, 10 years ago, I wasn't thinking like that. I was just more, that was the role and I had to, I had a solution that I wanted, you know, I had to get to mm-hmm. and I had to work with a range of different people, you mm-hmm. know. We live in a community that's got all sorts of people and totally. it, was a, it was about how, you know, I get rolled out without really knowing any sort of pre you know, information about someone and I'd have to build a relationship really quickly yep. um, in order to, to gain their trust and to try and work out how I could help. And and what this led to is, I suppose, me thinking about, geez, there was there was, there was certain things that I was doing that were working really well mm-hmm. um, and then I was also making mistakes um, in terms of I'd go out and say this is what's going to happen and straight away the conflict would jump up and it'd escalate. Um, but there were certain times where I, you know, I suppose met with people and, and developed a relationship really, really quickly. And I was wondering, mm-hmm. what was I doing that was different in, you know, in these situations? And yep. what led this, – this sort of went on for a, f- a few years and I was always studying it and wondering um, whether I should take a leap and do some psychology, um, I suppose, degree and really – and just go away from what I was doing. But um, about four, four years ago – my wife and I, we were um, we were expecting twins, um, yes. and we went through a pretty challenging scenario where we we lost one of our twins, Harriet, when you know in the birth. Yes, well, wow. and then Quinny, who as was born, was born with end stage um, kidney failure. Right. So we spent the first basically Four. six six months in in um, in the Royal Children's. Yes, um, and. She's now four and a half, so wow. she, she's she's going well. But for for two and a half years, we were on dialysis, and uh-huh. and the reason why I talk about this because this was the the spur for me to actually, mm-hmm. um, I suppose, take this into a business setting because basically for two years, my wife and I we lived on pure adrenaline, high emotion all the time, and me being the the student that I am, yeah. is as I start to work out that in the way we communicate in a relationship um, and what, what worked and what didn't. Mm-hmm. And we were on high, you know, high stress continuously all the time. Yep. That must have been a challenge. It was. It was, it was really challenging. But um, Not to mention um, children who don't sleep as well. Yeah, so yeah. Sleep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throw in all those sort of things. And, and, yeah. the, and I don't want to, I suppose, glorify what, what happened with us, but this was the reality is, is Quinny had, had uh, dialysis, which we basically had to pretty much act like Surgeons and set up her machine um, with all the, the gloves and everything uh, pretty much every night, seven days a week uh, for, for nearly two years, and all in the lead up to a potential kidney transplant. Yes. And because she was so sick, she was vomiting pretty much anywhere between 20 and 30 times a night. So really? we, you know, for that, that period of time until we, until we got to the, the transplant, it was really full on. And what what um the reason why i talk about it in that sense is because it put massive pressure on our relationship uh-huh. and um i was still working full time obviously and so it was claire so you know it was it was pretty um busy time but yep. what ended up happening is is we started to, i started to work out you know in terms of conflicts and in terms of arguments and differences of opinion ways to actually work through that and um and all of a sudden i started to uh, because i couldn't help myself i started to apply this in the workplace yep and what i was finding is that when you almost when you understand someone at a personal level you've got trust and and what i tend to see in the workplace is we have a lot of people 
who I suppose work with each other but have no no interest or other relationship with them mm-hmm. outside of what they have to do with each other. And when you get into a time of stress or a time of, um, I suppose, panic and, and, and I suppose um, things that can uh, high emotions, mm-hmm. the worst comes out in people because they just usually uh, retreat back to, they you know, it's fight or flight, they either argue or they basically um, disappear and act like nothing's happened. All of which relates to having issues in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And so this is where optimal engagement came from because I was able to almost create a small little model around um, how people engage and this is what I, I suppose what I teach through my workshops and individual consulting is that teaching people how to one build a relationship quickly and understand someone at a communication level mm-hmm. almost takes you right to the end part to where you've got trust with someone really really quickly um, what tends to happen is we see the world through our own lens mm-hmm. um, and we are so quick to try and get what we want out of a communication interaction yep. that we um, we miss all the opportunities to build trust and build, a, I suppose, a, a bigger and better relationship with people. And um, once I started moulding this into something that was that was able to be taught, I started doing it, obviously, in, my, in, the, in the workplace I used to work with. And all of a sudden, you know... We, you know, getting a lot of feedback from people yeah. going, you've got, this is, this is great. And you need to, you know, you need to go forward with this. And yeah, after a couple of years, this is, this is where I've got to. So, um, moving forward with optimal engagement and, and how it can help not just individuals, but teams with their relationships. And the biggest thing is about conflict prevention and about how to address that, um, in the workplace. So now I've probably spoken too much, haven't no, I? No, that's, <laughs> that's the whole point of this. I'm not allowed to speak more than about 10% of the time. That's, <laughs> that's the formula. Right, yeah. No, so far, so good. All right, excellent. So to give a bit of context, obviously our audience is comprised both of established businesses, yep. but also and probably more predominantly so um, startups. Yeah. So we have a lot of um, startups that listen to the show and watch and um, are always tuning in for advice on how to best navigate setting their startup um, up properly as yep. such and one thing that stood out to me about getting you onto the show would be that I know from my experience I've had a startup and there was there was five of us and we were a, an assembled team we weren't just a group of people that had obviously worked together for years yep. and took the step and um, one thing I did notice was that um, the ability for us to be cohesive didn't come as naturally as what I anticipated and probably naively because I, I thought that well, if I don't have a problem with this and haven't had in the past, it should be easily to apply it to this environment. Yeah. But yeah. I quickly learned that with different personalities and different skill sets, um, it was a real challenge. And so, and we see a lot of startups here at Runway Geelong where we're based, and, and a lot of them are, are duos or teams of three to four. Yep. And obviously, everyone does a different role, but I'm keen to understand from you what are some um, key things that a startup or a business that's just forming um, can do to ensure that they get that team cohesion right or they at least set off on the right track? Yeah, it's, it's a really good question. That I think um, you know a couple of weeks ago we were talking about this, but the, um, especially with entrepreneurs now because everyone can start a, start a business, it's usually when they make that leap and they've actually got a viable business that they, they need to start delegating work. And that's mm-hmm. where the, the challenge comes in because as an entrepreneur, you're used to doing stuff by yourself and getting things done. 
and um, one of the challenges is is letting go and yep. and basically saying okay i'll put the responsibility and the accountability of something that i'm you know basically mm-hmm. you know making a business from earning an income from into someone else's hands yep and that seems to trigger the whole um people's conflict because they're they're giving to someone else who's doing something in a different way that they would do it yes. and have a different view of the world and different experiences and what the what I see, I suppose, when working with groups is just the um, the classic thing is it's this is how I see it, and I just want it done that way. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, um, getting frustrated why someone doesn't do it the way they want to do it. Yep. And, um, and I see this happen. Obviously, this is going to happen more and more as more businesses, you know, um, grow and build and that sort of thing. And, and one of the one of the easy ways to actually, um, I suppose build relationship with whoever it is is just spend time Mm -hmm. and it's one thing that we especially as an entrepreneur you're so quick to be going to the next thing and going to the next client and next customer and it's all about how can you keep growing and building and we forget the people who are actually keeping your business going yep and we don't spend enough time with them and a big big part of my philosophy is is about spending the actual investing the time in the key people in your business Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's one person or four people you've got to be you know, you've got to be there for them and spend time with them. Because mm-hmm. what happens is when you're under the pump and you need something and you've given no attention, given no, I suppose, time to someone who's working for you, you might mm-hmm. be paying them a wage and that's what they, that's why they're there. Yep. But if you want them to stay, for, stay there and you want them to actually invest and go above and beyond and really give you really, really good, good results, you need to be more than that. And this is the... This is where I come in with the, you know, helping people understand how to do it quickly and mm-hmm. the skills and the micro skills you need to listen, to be able to coach, to be able to really build up a trust and an understanding of someone. Um, because it's, you know, it's the key to you taking a business that's a, a one, two, three, four person sort of set up to growing and becoming a business that's got, you know, you might not need a lot of staff, but. You still need staff who stay with you mm-hmm. uh, and commit to you outside of the pay that you give them. So, all right, that's, super super that's, important. Yeah, that's unreal. So that brings you to another question, actually. So let's flip it and talk to an existing business that maybe feels not threatened, but just a little sensitive towards the fact that there are a growing number of people who are leaving traditional full time employment. I mean. You, you, you may choose to do it or you may be doing it. I've, I've done it myself as well. Where we take that leap and we want to become an entrepreneur and run our own thing. Yep. Now, obviously, traditionally, the people that would do that, I, I would like to say are pretty handy people um, and pretty skilled and pretty good in their full-time role. Yep. So how do you speak to a business who wants to mitigate the risk of losing a really good candidate who wants to potentially lead to pursue um, an entrepreneurial dream? I mean, we don't want to talk about... Um, restricting someone from doing that but how do you ensure that you're giving everyone um, what they need at work so they might be less inclined to go and feel like they need to fulfill it elsewhere yeah and it's happening a lot isn't it well I I can only speak from my experience and I feel great for people who do it but I I do understand that we all take that leap because we, we have a dream we want to pursue but also if we were to ask each other our experience um, in the full-time arena, to be honest, a lot of us, I'm sure, would say that it was less than desirable or it wasn't fulfilling a part of us. That's right. And and I don't I don't like to say that myself all the time, but the reality is, yeah, I I can't get the same fulfillment from a full-time role as what I do doing my own thing now. Yeah. And um, 
but now I run a business mm. and I'm going to have uh, more and more employees and obviously now I'm in that position. Yeah. The, <laughs> I don't want to lose good stuff. I'll, I'll take it from <laughs> an existing business who doesn't yep. want to lose someone. That's probably a, a good starting point. So I always talk about that there's three key relationships for any person in, in a workplace. And the first one is their direct relationship with their boss or their supervisor. Yep. Right? They've got to make that work. If that's not working, they're going to leave regardless of how good their work is or, or their, gotcha. or their um, colleagues are. Second group is always the one that gets missed is the, their colleagues. Mm-hmm. You know, people stay in a workplace when they feel like they've, they're, they're part of a team. Mm-hmm. So the relationship with their own colleagues. That's um, a big one, isn't it? It's a massive one that always usually gets overlooked, but um, it's, it's super, super important that's work you know, as a business owner that you're developing your team individually and as a group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, I think that's one really important point that sort of gets missed because most people when they do performance appraisals or things like that they just focus on the one person how they can help them which Mm -hmm. you do need to do but you've got to build the the team as well and and the third one is is the classic is the relationship with customers and clients and that's basically the relationship with their work that they're doing Mm -hmm. you mentioned before about they're super super skilled and they do a great job when they're in a full-time role and they want to take that Mm -hmm. that leap Basically, if you can get that triangle of relationships going from a business point of view, um, and I suppose helping whoever the person is that may want to leave, if you can tick make sure they've got those three things happening, I, I can guarantee you'll be in a much better place in keeping that person. We, um, you know, and I, I'm no different, you know, having um, taken a leap to, to do this, and yeah. because, and it was an interesting one because, yeah, it was the um, I had a great relationship with um, my. I suppose my direct boss and managers and colleagues and that sort of stuff and I manage a, a big team so um, but it was the work and the customers and clients that I, I felt that this market this I suppose helping businesses um, build their teams and build their um, relationship skills was something that I wanted to get into so I, so I jumped into that but from a, um, a business that's hoping to retain talent or retain mm-hmm. you know people those three areas if you can hit that on the I suppose on the head um, mm-hmm. you'll be in a much better position on the I suppose on the flip side for uh, starting out an option similar to what I was talking before as soon as you get to that point where you start to uh, even look at building um, you know hiring a staff member mm-hmm. you've got to you've got to invest in that staff member because in the end I think that you know the cost of rehiring someone or, or I suppose getting rid of someone can be you know 20 30 percent Mm-hmm. You know, in, in the government sector, that's that's probably well, really, really low. But you think if you're you know getting a, a fifty thousand dollar you know mm. um, position up, if you get the wrong person, you don't manage that person. You know it's going to cost you anywhere between fifteen twenty and lost productivity to get that get another yeah. person back in. And then please don't do it again because you're just going to continue yeah. that yeah. cycle. So that's where it's really hard to quantify the dollars in in mm. in relationships and staff, but. It's the one thing, and what do we say? People are our most important resource. Mm-hmm. This is why we need to do it well. Well, until we get replaced by robots. <laughs> That's still <laughs> right. a little way off. Someone, um, someone will have to work the computers, like, won't they? So we, yeah. We need... <laughs> um, so, okay. So let's, let's talk about a scenario where... Um, and it would actually be really cool if you could run us through a real-life example in your work to date where you've come across maybe a scenario where it's been pretty bad, like... People are chronically disengaged with others or potentially their work or their work as a result of not being engaged with their boss or whatever it is. And where um, you sort of entered the the scenario there and it's pretty bad and they're like, 
they're a lost cause. And an example of you know how you've turned it around and the result, you know, at the end. Yeah, yeah. I probably I reckon I'll use two examples. You one that's um, pre my business. Yep. I suppose the reason why I um, got into this, and then I'll, I'll talk about a, a current client um, yep. who um, I suppose. Yeah, it was just a classic example of my way or the highway, and, yep. and teaching teaching him how to understand his own his own team, and just a couple little, you know, it's we're not talking about making a massive investment in dollars; it's just time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk about that. But the first one was, um, you know, in my previous workplace, we had a um, had a lady who was basically that you know at her wits end not happy with the way things were going and this was more you know some relationship issues that I, w- I was seeing mind you i hadn't got into my full um, model yet but what i was seeing is and i i spent a bit of time with her working out her you know those three relationship areas mm-hmm. and i and i knew i was obviously the boss so we had that one in, in tech but i knew that there were some issues just difference in personalities with the with certain people in the team Yep. And, and into some issues with uh, with the actual, I suppose, the, the work that she was doing. And, and we spent a little bit of time basically building the understanding of how the different personalities, that was my first point. Because in the end, um, you can shape the work and people's work plan, but you can't shape people who mm-hmm. are already existing in a workplace. So yep. um, if it's a takeaway, work on existing relationships. It's amazing, you know, with a So they can be salvaged. Oh, of course they can be. Yeah, you know, because mean, you hear scenarios um, all the time of people who are like, I just can't work with them or yeah. I've tried and it's just not possible. And this this is a, a, an example of that where there, there was, it was, a, it was a conflict in the way that certain person talked to someone and the way they were directing them and, you know, and basically when I, um, I, I suppose I did a little bit of, um, education and mm-hmm. talked about this is why this person does these sort of things and, and I'm not going to go into the two the detail of what of, of what it is but it's a real acceptance and understanding of personality and when when we got past that point there was a I suppose an intense relief for for this person and and then we'd moved on to, to the to the work itself and when so the revelation was understanding the other person so that exactly. that person actually looking at it from the other person's eyes yeah and it's just it's it sounds simple but it's hard to do because we we see the world through our eyes and we just we look at someone and go how can they why do they do it like that and why why is that such an issue from why would they yeah why is this why is that and and it's a it's amazing especially when you i suppose from a leadership point of view you have to understand people and Mm -hmm. and this is this is what optimal engagement is about is it's about teaching not managers and leaders although i do you know i suppose a lot of my focus is with them but it's around everyone and understanding Mm -hmm. people and so that's what we did we had these two people basically got them um got one of them to understand the other person's point of view and although you know there was that person started to work with each other and they might have had difference of opinions it was with an understanding now so they come closer together rather than turn against and away from each other mm-hmm. this, is, this is the stuff that i talk about and which is a better outcome <coughs> so they may not like each other 100 percent. however they're talking they're interacting and they're understanding, understanding each, other each other and and they still become productive you know as a yeah. especially as a leader one of the challenges is managing conflict within your own teams and when two people have had a disagreement it's become personal how do you separate the personal side mm-hmm. and just make it about how a person operates and see so in that scenario when you've when you fixed it and there's become an understanding of each other and they're productive um where's the biggest benefit 
or improvements seen? Is it seen by their manager or is it seen by an uplift in, um, like how do you measure that, that uh, Im- improvement in productivity? Yeah, and that's it's it's the you know million dollar question for me because that's what I'm I suppose I'm doing is I'm I'm giving people the skills and abilities to prevent conflict. Yep. Now, unless we start measuring people's dollar rate and sort of track them on how they go, it's very hard to get a quantifiable dollar amount with it. But think of it this way, you know, if you're if you've got a person that earns a hundred thousand dollars. And they've got they've had some conflict of issues with people, and they're so they're nowhere known. They're they're running at a hundred percent, so a hundred percent is getting hundred thousand dollars worth of back, um, productivity out of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if you took that back and said, well, this person they're coming in late, you know, there's always an issue. I have to spend you know, I don't know, an extra two hours a week with them dealing mm-hmm. with whatever their their issues are. Yes, you know, they're running at probably eighty percent. So over the course of a year, that maybe that's a twenty thousand dollars saving in just making sure that you get the conflict resolution right and build mm-hmm. the relationship. Now, on the flip side, is the if you get really really good relationships and people working together, cohesive team, it's all going well. Your productivity is probably going to go above a hundred percent, and it could mm-hmm. be a hundred and ten, hundred twenty percent. Gotcha. And you're actually getting $120,000 value out of a $100,000 role. And that's sort of how I explain, you know, the, the I suppose, the, the dollars behind. Yep. Um, so talk to me about that scenario uh, recently. So that one's from, you know, established workplace, I would think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me about one recently where... Yeah, yeah. No, this is, and, and I, you know, I probably could name this this person because he'd, he'd love it but i won't obviously keep it you know pretty confidential but um basically in the construction industry yeah i um i um uh, i was contacted to talk about uh i suppose how how this guy was was he's a business owner yeah you know, small 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 firm I, sp- I think it was about you know seven eight depending on how many um what how many jobs they held on that sort of thing um and he said it was one of his biggest issues is that he was losing people mm-hmm. and he said it, was, it seemed to be a pattern and um and he was worried about because he wanted to grow his business and really take the next step and, and that sort of thing because he's been going for probably i think six or seven years and we started talking about well let's go through your team who have you got and what sort of personalities have you got and i suppose i, I showed him some some models of, on how to understand people and then um we talked about okay well he really had two completely you know opposing personalities in his in his team and and i talked about do you, you know is there an issue with this person yes all the time they're just you know great great worker but just i'm almost clashing with them and then this yep. person clashes with this person and so what i was able to do is basically teach him a, a model of behavior and communication and and get him to understand so that was the first step helping yep. him understand who his who his team was yep and then we spent um, uh, a follow-up session with him and we started to, I suppose, employ some what I call um, active listening skills and some communication sort of techniques that can help bridge that gap with him being the, the boss in a boss-employee situation but also yep. as a colleague. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I suppose one of the, the fun parts was is just getting the text saying, this stuff's amazing, you know, yeah, when are, we, when are we catching up again? Just because obviously he's getting the responses that, you know, by doing something just a little bit differently, Yep, he was getting some good responses. And so now, you know, that was about, that's good, six months ago now. And um, I still try and 
to you know check in and see how they're going and he's yeah. saying that no issues not not to say he's got no issues with staff but he said he's still got the same team and he said he's getting just a little bit more recognition that he's changed a little bit and i think mm-hmm. that's you know if, if if i can have one win you know at all and i can get people to understand how how they can change mm-hmm. pretty much to improve their business from a people point of view yes then then i'm i suppose i'm doing my job so yeah that's a that's a good example and i, and I hope that um you know have got some stuff coming up in the in the next couple of months where we'll do some some bigger teams and um yeah the, the idea will be to get some quantifiable stuff to say this is exactly yeah this stuff works this stuff works but um yeah there's that's kind of okay good so um the, the 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 topic of managing people so um, and look, I'll be honest, as a business owner now myself, I'm not predisposed to loving the idea of having to tackle managing multiple people, right? And I'm sure I'm not the only one. However, I've met people, and you're probably one of them, who thrive in that environment and really love the challenge of managing people and get a lot out of it. Yep. So most people are going to find themselves in a circumstance where they have to employ and they have to manage those people. Yeah. For someone who's not really crash hot on wanting to do it and keen on it, what's a piece of advice you could give them as to why maybe they should prioritise it or how they can do it in an effective manner where they don't feel like it's overwhelming their entire <coughs> uh, process and, and thoughts and, and, and their day, you know? Yeah. it's um, Time management is a big thing, with, with especially with entrepreneurs, you know, because yep. you, you can be all over the place working, you know, hundreds of hours a week. Yeah, and, and managing your staff almost can can be put to the bottom of the list because it feels like a bit more of an intangible. Yeah, and there's it's making like, a sale or you that's know. the thing. If I make a sale, there's money in my pocket. You yeah, know, if I spend an hour with my my two IC or whoever my number one yeah. staff members, that's my that's that's time that I could be making other dollars from, and and that's the that's the the challenge with with managing people because um, there's an organization called the Gallup organization who do sort of global based um, workplace wellbeing studies and things like yep. this. And there's 15% of people who are engaged in their work. Only 15%? 85% are not. Oh, this wow. is, and this is across the world. And it basically comes down to um, three things. Yep. One is people need to feel a level of care and respect. Yep. You know, their, their opinions are valued and that sort of thing, yep. which when we talk about it, you think, well, that's logical. Yep. But put yourself in a situation where the entrepreneur and you're going to get stuff done and you're, you know, yep. you don't have time to listen to it, what everyone's opinions are. And this is the challenge. If you mm-hmm. want people to, I suppose, um, invest in you and your business and your customers and clients, you have to invest in them. Um, Richard Branson's got some stuff where he talks about what, how important it is to invest in your people and your mm-hmm. people will then, um, I suppose, reciprocate and, and you get that payback. But the um, for, for someone who's going, oh, I just don't have time for this, yep. it's, it's, that's my, my challenge to say, well, that person that you've got working for you, you know, is basically only engaged 20, 30% of the time. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're paying them, Chop that by twenty percent, and that's what you're getting out of them. Yep. When you could be getting if you had them fully engaged, and mm-hmm. this is where I talk about this a lot, you know, because um, it's and it comes through. It's a passion of mine because um, I've just seen it through different organisations and different people that I've worked with. You know, people leave their bosses; they don't leave their work. Mm-hmm. You know, people leave. Um, 
a workplace because they don't feel valued. No one's talking to them. They feel isolated. And, you know, the work is usually the, the, the last part. And it's the easiest one to manipulate and change. But you mm-hmm. can't change who you are as a boss and you can't yep. change other people you've got working for you. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> why, why keep pressing the point around investing time in your people? You don't have to have any super skills. You don't have to have any mind reading techniques. Yep. It's just about time. It's about attention about listening to whatever they've got to say you can have differences of opinion but at least they'll listen to you mm-hmm. you know and you and you involve them in your work mm-hmm. when you do that people are going to feel valued right? mm-hmm. and that's that's the first point and then you you know you look at well what's their skill base how can i get them doing the things that they're good at mm-hmm. and this is the other part of, of my work is about understanding people's strengths and when you can i suppose change someone's work to suit their strengths that you're going to get a better result um, and as an entrepreneur, you're obviously employing someone because they've got certain skills. Yep. All right. So make sure that they're doing the things that they're good at, mm-hmm. as opposed to oh, I've got someone. Here's all the stuff that I don't want to do because it's because mm-hmm. it's you know work that's no good. I'll just give it to that person. I'll keep going off and doing what I what I need to do. That's a you know it's a, it's a gray area that you've got to be careful of. But yep. it's it's about investing time to get the payback later on. Excellent. All right, cool. Well, um, so tell me in the audience about optimal engagement. So um, I know this probably applies to you know a range of different businesses, but give me an example of a prime candidate business that may be listening and, and considering um, using your services. What's a, what's a common problem or issue they're facing immediately that would just make them a prime candidate for you to yeah. speak with them and, and guide them? Yeah, and it's exactly what you mentioned before. It's, it's about that. The entrepreneur or the, the small business that's getting that's growing, that's getting to the point where they're all, all of a sudden they've got a lot of, you know, whether it's suppliers or contractors or um, their own staff, they're thinking about they need they almost they need some admin, they need this. They've gotten to that point, and with a lot of people comes the you know awesome potential to really grow and take off. Mm-hmm. But that's the point that I I think is a perfect um, I suppose business that would go come in. I can do a day basically and just make sure that they they've got good footings with their relationships because it's the one it's Achilles heel that gets you every time you know you want to take on that massive client mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you take the jump and you've got you know shaky footings with people because there might be some conflict in there that you're just going oh look it'll resolve itself don't worry about it it's when you take the jump and you've got the big client and the pressure's on mm-hmm. all right that the stress comes up and the emotions come out and and I suppose one of the one part of my um, work is about understanding how people react in a high-stress environment, mm-hmm. understanding what sort of reactions you get from different people. If you understand that that's why someone reacts that way, all of a sudden, rather than getting offended by it, people can usually understand it a little bit, bring them closer towards and understand that, okay, this is there's obviously something going on with this person. We can move towards them as opposed to, I always talk about moving towards rather than turning against or away. Yep. Turning against meaning arguing and saying, I don't like this person, mm-hmm. or turning away, which means, oh, just don't talk to him, just leave, like, and remove yourself from the situation. So mm-hmm. that's, um, if, if that was a you yeah. know, prime candidate, <laughs> you know, I'm sure there's, there's plenty out there. Hence why well, I'm, I think I'm every business is, it wants, wants to remain or uh, move into, you know, a high growth phase. And with that, I'm sure comes trying to secure either a client that's um, 
that's quite large or a client that may they may have thought initially was out of their realm and they've decided to take the next step yeah so that's perfect yeah, yeah. and uh preparing yourself for that is, is ideal so before we wrap up is there anything i haven't asked you or touched upon that maybe you want to you know share with everyone no i don't th- i think I've, I've i think i've had a good session <laughs> i've really really had something to say so you know more more thank you appreciate the um you know i'm working on a relationship here so yeah, I, yeah. I, really, I do appreciate the the offer to come on it's been um you know it's it's been great to understand you know what you're doing and i suppose especially you know you've opened my eyes to a lot of things in, in the chats that we had the last um the last week around what what I can do from a business and a, I suppose a, a marketing and digital point of view, which has been really helpful. So, no, I appreciate it, mate. And you know, is this is this my time to plug? This is when I yeah say. yeah. T- tell everyone how they can get in touch with you and um, find you. Yeah. So look, um, easiest way is is obviously um, through the website optimalengagement.com.au. Um, also on uh, LinkedIn on. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and that sort of thing. So um, email jared at optimalengagement.com.au. So that's Jared, J-A-R-R-O-D? J-A-R-R-O-D at optimalengagement.com.au. Um, Beautiful. Best thing is, you know, and I suppose being, uh, I'm always flexible to the content and, and I suppose I, what I try to do is be customised to whoever the client is because that's, in the end, that's where the value lies and, um yeah appreciate you having me on my pleasure all right well optimalengagement.com.au you can uh, find out more about jared there get in touch can't wait to share this episode with everyone and we'll put some links also on the episode there for you to follow through and uh, find jared nice and easy jared westwood from optimal engagement thanks again for your time appreciate it brandon (laughs) another amazing episode here on the team up show thanks so much to our wonderful guests That's it for now, guys, but don't forget to rate and review us on the iTunes store, on Stitcher and Spotify. And to get in touch with us, maybe you want to be one of our next guests, or maybe you've got some suggestions for our content. We're more than happy to hear from you. You can email through at info at teamupdigital.com.au and find us across social media on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For now, thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you on the next episode.